the Capital Voice on BlastTheRadio.com. Time to engage and have your views heard. Listen to our guests on a wide range of topics. Strap yourself in for a great debate and commentary with you, the listener. Call 613-791-3989 or find the Capital Voice on Facebook. Good evening, you Pfizer lab rats and all you other patriots out there. I'm Guy Annable from the Capital Voice. It's our Wednesday night show, and we're uh, going to be talking tonight uh, about a few articles that were posted today in the Great National Post. We're going to talk a little bit about them and as well engage with your calls, hopefully, after my opening rant and talk about uh, two notable articles which I think should be very concerning to all Canadians and patriots out there as well, depending on if you're um, part of the Great Awakening or you're still part of the Sleeping Sheep. Um, just a couple of intros for the start. Wanted to, first of all, thank uh, Lori Cooper and as well Peggy Patterson for all the great work that they do in sharing out uh, some of the uh, posts and past posts. I am back, Guy Annable, on my original Facebook profile and uh, do not have to subvert myself to fake names and fake profiles. Thank you to Kevin Chan at Facebook for restoring my profile after uh, receiving, I guess, what was a legal letter. Many of us have been restored, so I don't want to uh, tout it to that, but uh, many patriots have been restored from uh, the post, posts January 6th and 7th um, uh, massacre that took place on Facebook. And with the updating of their AI tools on the weekend and the massive outage, it was magic. It was like we all got back. So I don't know if it's a honeypot. I don't know if they're just waiting for Stephen Guibault to come down with the hammer with the proposed legislation that he's going to be introducing in the House of Commons with regards to what is free speech, what is considered hate speech, and what the future has for free speech in Canada. So stay tuned for that, folks. As we always try to skate where the puck is going, as Wayne Gretzky always said, we are going to uh, skate into some domains with regards to that in the coming shows and watch the Minister of Heritage, Information and Groupthink, Stephen Guibault, the guy who once scaled the CN Tower as an activist, and now your Member of Parliament for the Liberal Party of Canada, will be deciding on what is free speech and how to enforce it with Facebook Canada's former Liberal Digital Leader, Kevin Chan, who is now the head of Facebook Canada. Interesting bedfellows they make, don't they? Okay, so that's uh, the opening. Let's talk about a couple of articles that I do want to speak to today and um, that were in the National Post. Let me bring one up here uh, from Jonathan Kay. I'm going to read a bit of it. And please, um, if you want, um, please share it out there. And uh, we're going to um, kind of scroll up and down here on it. Hopefully I can. I'm not sure if I can, but... The crux of the article is, if there really is 300 neo-Nazi groups in Canada, why can't anybody name them? Jonathan Kay did a beautiful, kind of tongue-in-cheek article on this today, and um, it really was good. I do encourage you to read it. Uh, Jonathan Kay is Barbara Kay's son. Two great conservative voices still left on uh, allowed to write in Canada, and the National Post uh, still giving us some good articles. And I do encourage anybody to read this article. It is on my wall, and it is on Lowell Green's wall, as he gratefully allowed me to post it today on his wall, um, as well as the article that we're going to be coming up to in a second regarding uh, a very, very dark period that's coming up in May 11th in Canada. But have a look at this article. I can't scroll down on it. Let me just see if I can bring it up here. I think I can. Uh, I think I can. I think I can. That's the other one. And that's the one that we've got now, which is Jonathan Kay. Okay, back to StreamYard. So have a look at that article. He asks the NDP a very simple question. Um, they keep quoting that there's 300 neo-Nazi groups in Canada, but nobody has a list of them. Nobody, nobody, we don't have neo-Nazi groups in Canada. 
we really don't even see a lot of them out there anymore. And I do encourage you to read Jonathan Kay's article because, again, anybody that's white, anybody that has an alternate view of the world think and group think is basically touted as a white supremacist group and or neo-Nazi group. So, again, a good tongue-in-cheek article uh, today in the uh, National Post with regards to uh, what we're seeing uh, in the upcoming uh, demise of your freedom of speech. I'm going to bring up the other article here and see if we can have bring it up for a couple of seconds. It's uh, one from uh, a very, very good uh, source again, and um, it is a big threat. And we're going to talk a little bit about line five, and we're going to talk a little bit about, I don't know why I can't scroll down. Oh, there we go. Just the page down guy. Gee, look at that. Okay. So line five, does everybody know about line five? It brings gas from Alberta to Sarnia and it goes under the, it goes in a waterbed pipeline in um, one of the Great Lakes. And I'm going to read this little article to you um, and uh, try my reading skills again. But the bottom line is on May the 11th, we have a, a very, very dim, dark date coming because Rachel Whitmer, the governor, Democratic governor of Michigan, is going to stop the use of an easement that has been in place since 1953 by Enbridge to carry 540,000 barrels of oil and other petroleum products each day from Superior, Wisconsin. Um, I think that should be Michigan. What from Superior, Wisconsin looks like. Okay, if successful, the Canadian officials warn the move could have devastating impact on the Canadian economy, vaporizing thousands of jobs and cutting off a crucial supply of gasoline and jet fuel to Ontario and Quebec. The bottom line in terms of the economy, it is a big threat, says Joe Carmartin. The Canadian government's council general in Detroit stakes on the project are high enough that Michigan's decision certainly has the potential for damaging our relationship with the United States, he said in an interview. Line 5 is yet another point of contention between the United States and Canada on the energy file after President Joe Biden revoked the permit on the Keystone XL on his first day in office, no less. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a longtime supporter of Keystone XL, yoke, 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 expressed disappointment but ultimately acknowledged the president's decision on bended knee, of course. The decision ignored some Western leaders, particularly Alberta Jason Kenney, who uh, the government took a $1.5 billion equity stake in the project and is now blowing in the wind. In November, Michigan Governor Jake Gretchen Whitmore uh, said that she would revoke a 1953 easement that allowed Line 5 to cross the Straits of McKinnick, McKinnick, citing worries of the potential oil spills in Calgary-based Enbridge. The operator of the pipeline was given till May the 12th to shut it down. Comartin said the Michigan government thus far has resisted the invitations to hold official discussions on the matter. Officials representing the National Resource Minister Seamus O'Rectum and Ontario Premier Doug Ford have also been calling Michigan to reinstate the easement for months. Comartin has been in regular discussions with the governor's office. He says there just doesn't seem to be any willingness on the part of the state to negotiate, Comartin said. Ontario has warned that shutting down Line 5 would cut off nearly half the crude oil it needs to make petroleum products such as gasoline. All the jet fuel used in Toronto's Pearson International Airport is made in Sarnia and distributed through Line 5. It also carries propane to heat the homes in northern Michigan and Ontario and supports thousands of jobs on both sides of the border. Line 5 is part of Enbridge mainline system, which delivers roughly 2.8 barrels of oil, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we'll just go down. Enbridge recently, uh, okay, they've received an approval to go below and uh, a more safer route. We'll see how, what Gretchen Whitmer says about that. But do, folks, have a look at that article because um, we are in serious shit. And um, it is in the National Post today. Jay Schneider um, wrote a good article on that. And I hope that everybody will have a look at that article because it's very important to us that we stand up for uh, if you want to see $2 a liter gas and you want to see even higher energy prices, more trucks on the road trucking it in from the Quebec refineries. Because if Sarnia gets shut down, we then have to depend on who else? Quebec. And then uh, we can't ship gas from Quebec 
to Ontario only via truck because of the way that they they won't they don't want energy east so there's no way to do that so get ready for a lot more gasoline laden trucks on the road if uh, Whitmer gets her uh, gets her way on May the 12th. I'm Guy Annable. This is the Capital Voice on BlastRadio.com. And I do invite you to join the conversation by calling in at 613-791-3989. A couple of other topics that we're we're searching at today. We're still waiting for the NCC to come out with their rules on who can skate on the canal, who can't skate on the canal, and will bylaw be enforcing address-based verification at the entry gates to the Pretoria Bridge and to the Bank Street, which is the first section that will be opening that we've now heard. It looks like they're not doing slow clearing operations on anything else. So look for a reduced little period, uh, a reduced length of the Rideau Canal and reduced limitations on your rights and freedoms to skate on that canal unless you are a local Glebite or Ottawa South person living within a certain proximity to the Rideau Canal. So Toronto may have its toboggan police, but Toby Nussbaum and Jim Watson are going to make sure that uh, COVID can't skate and can't catch up with you and your family on one of the glorious uh, outdoor recreation spots we have in Canada, a world UNESCO heritage site and the longest skating rink in Ottawa uh, is going to be up for grabs if you live in Glebe or Ottawa. So stay tuned for that. Um, I guess pontification from the podium coming this week from Jim Watson and Toby Nussbaum. Anybody want to chat, please call in. The phone lines are free and they're hooked up right now. 613-791-3989 to talk with Guy on whatever is burning your bonnet. Have you triggered a lefty today? Have you gotten in an argument and been called a racist or a white supremacist because of your views? Give me a call. I'd love to talk about that. There seems to be a list out there of 300 known white supremacist and neo-Nazi organizations in Canada, but um, the NDP can't find it. As Jonathan Kay in his great article today uh, uh, scribed in the National Post, he asked the uh, Liberal community, sorry, the NDP communications director, because he couldn't get to Jagmeet to ask him the question directly because Jonathan Kay isn't in that left signing media. So the communications director says, well, we don't have the list, but all we know is there's about 300 of them. That was quoted a couple of years ago and it's been quoted again and again. So it goes to uh, Joseph Goebbels' old statement if you say something enough, and Catherine McKenna's famous. Uh, half-shot statement she made in a bar in Moncton. You know, if you uh, say something over and over and enough times, people will start to believe it. So that's where we have it now. Uh, If anybody has a list of 300 neo-Nazi or white supremacist groups that they can produce, I would love to see them. Um, Again, the left spouting the narrative that Canada is full of racists and white supremacists. And if uh, you are white and you're in a certain demographic, and if you're, uh, again, old stock Canadian or European, oh, bad, 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 bad. You must be a white supremacist. If you have anything bad to say against the narrative, if you've got anything to say about uh, open borders, if you've got anything to say about immigration policy, if you've got anything to say about anything that doesn't go towards the groupthink, you are a white supremacist. That's the playbook, folks. That's the dictator's playbook that Mussolini created in 1921 and did very well for himself in Italy between 21 and 30, 31, when he took over that country. And that fascist playbook is definitely, definitely in play in Canada today under the Trudeau-esque government. Um, Coming up now on 31 minutes after the hour, we're only about 15 minutes into the show. I'd love to take some calls. Um, I like talking, but I don't like talking that much. I'd love to debate with somebody. Uh, If you're able to call in, 613-791-3989. Did anybody catch power play today with the liberal apologist Evan Solomon and his defense of everything vaccine from the liberal government? My God. That man just kills me. Does he ever watch himself? Does he ever really see how much of a liberal shill he is? It's unbelievable. You know, like defending everything 
not being balanced about it at all. The Conservatives come on and he basically puts his Liberal hats. The Liberal hat, the Liberal comes on and he puts his defense mask on. It's it's just incredible. So I did watch, unfortunately, I know I said I turned off the mainstream media, but I did want to see that today to see if any important news got brought brought, brought to light. But again, everything's about the vaccine. We have no other problems in this country, folks but uh, the, in, the ineptitude of the Liberal government to secure a viable supply chain of vaccines. When diddling around with China for three or four months, we got cancelled and we got left at the back of the line. That's the bottom line and that's the truth that, uh, of the situation in uh, Justin. But I know I didn't, want a va- I didn't want a Chinese vaccine anyway, so I'm glad that the deal fell through against China because, you know... <laughs> It's one thing to get a virus from China and then take a vaccine from China. Just as bad as it is for but like listening to Bill Gates, the guy that 25 years ago talked about depopulation and the planet is essential. And now he's the one that wants to stick a needle in your arm. You think I'm a little bit scared, Bill? I think I am. Yeah, and rightfully so. The whole world is upside down, folks. The hammer is coming down and the sickle is right behind it. I'm Guy <laughs> looking for some calls, looking for some lighthearted uh, discussion here. We got 10 viewers in the room. Does anybody have the uh, testicle fortitude to call in at 613-791-3989? Give me a call. Let's chat. If not, we'll just cut the show short. I wanted to talk about those two articles. I'll mention them again. National Post. Jonathan Kay, 300 white supremacists and neo-Nazi groups in Canada, but the NDP can't find the list. And as well, a really, really serious situation in our country that will be upcoming in the coming months when Trudeau gets on bended knee to his Democratic friends in the United States. And uh, we have a problem with our oil and gas pipeline that is sitting in the bottom of Lake Michigan and goes across through Michigan under an easement that was granted in 1953. Well, it seems that easement is now a big thorn in the side of Rachel Whitmer's side, and she wants Enbridge to stop altogether the flow of oil through that pipeline. She does not want the easement to continue, which would seriously, serious curtail uh, Alberta oil being able to be processed in the refinery at Sarnia, and therefore cut Ontario and some of Quebec's supply off. Uh, Get ready for it. Skate where the puck's going, folks, not where the puck is. Wayne Gretzky always said it, and uh, we are doing it tonight on the Capital Voice. Have a read-up on Line 5. You're going to be hearing a lot about it in the months to come. Well, anybody want to talk about anything else? Oh, you know what? I had an amazing hamburger tonight. I made a bacon mushroom cheeseburger with grilled onions, grilled mushrooms, and I got to tell you, I nailed it. I had one of the best hamburgers, actually last night, I had the other one tonight. So hamburger and barbecue chicken, uh, those are the two things that I can afford, and the two things that I love doing well. It appears that we have a call, and uh, we'll see who's on the line. Good evening, you're live with the Capital Voice, and Guy Animal, who am I speaking to? Hey. Hi. Hello, Guy, this is Todd. Todd. Todd yeah. McDougall, how are you doing, lad? Not, not too bad, not too bad, where, sir. How are you? Where, what part of the country are you calling from? Oh, uh, from Winnipeg, of course. Winnipeg, uh, yeah. good good for you, Todd. Good for you. Welcome aboard. Are you the guy that has that alternate media? I was going to say, yes, yeah, some of your listeners might might know me as uh, the, 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 the dude who runs Winnipeg Alternative Media. You know yeah. what? I'm not getting old after all, Todd. You see, I remember a name and I can put it with an organization. <laughs> Welcome to the Capital Voice. I do watch your shows. I do watch your shows sometime. Well, thank you. I was going to say, once upon a time, I do believe I even had you on briefly. Um, um, yeah, or, maybe. Or, I, or, I've, or I've been on with you on a different show before, but I, I think know so. that we've been on a broadcast together before. Absolutely, absolutely. A fellow citizen journalist. Todd is out there in Winnipeg. He was, uh, I first came to light when the United We Roll campaign. He put some really good uh, material together. And again, Todd, as more people, more and more people turn off the mainstream media and look for alternate views, I want to uh, congratulate you on the job that you're doing. Winnipeg Alternative Media. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yes, Winnipeg Alternative Media. Absolutely. We've been. Um, and, and just like you just said as well, too, um, as more and more people turn away from the mainstream, um, as has been 
of course, the trajectory for many a year now, especially in the last, like, you know, uh, five to ten, but even more so, and I end up saying this almost every time I'm on air nowadays, is uh, during the, and I try not to say COVID era or anything kind of cheesy like that. I like to say COVID (laughs) debacle now. Uh, During the COVID, and I don't like saying pandemic as well, too. No, it it, it gives you a confirmation bias right away. (laughs) Triggers the leftists. Triggers the leftists. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So I like to try to, like, you know, offer up the debate about the fact that there, I guess, should be a healthy debate. So I say COVID debacle. So during the COVID debacle, um, there has been way, like, uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, silver lining. There's always a silver lining in anyone's issue or, oh, or, or what's your silver lining how bad it is well that of course like we were just saying that tons and tons of more people are now coming to alternative media alternative information right. sources right. Um, we've grown exponentially in just the last say five to six months more so than i have in the last good for years. you good for you so what are your active listeners what do you consider your listener base and obviously it's not just from winnipeg because i know the <laughs> pa- patriots well, from it's across very, canada it's very nice that that's grown over the years um I, i've tried to really do my best to grow the you know the local um the local fan base the local viewership i guess would be the best word certainly as best as possible um because i just believe that's important just the same as we all have our different you know there's a cbc every province every major city of canada right cbc winnipeg cbc toronto cbc edmonton uh you know same with ctv same with global right you know there there's you want to put a local flavor yeah you want to put a local flavor but you want to have yeah there very much should be with alternative media as well too like it's great to have some of the guys who are just uh you know, like a Dan Dix press for truth that are just putting up Love stuff him. that has to do, you know, that, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's very rarely focusing on a local story, but they're very, very key pieces and they're, and, and he's an incredible, uh, yeah, now he got, he got banished and then he got back and then yeah, he, he had got some, reinstated he got, and he got reinstated by random like I did. Is he back on now press for truth? Uh, yes, from what I know, Press for Truth is back on Good. YouTube. Good for him. Um, Good for I've him. been trying to get Dan Dix to come on my show. Because he tried to post. After he got his reinstatement, he tried to post. And then he said he yeah, couldn't so post. And then it was all confusing. Right. And I left it at that. Yeah, so no, he did actually just put out a new little report on that exact issue. Kind of saying, you know, I've been reinstated, but with... Um, with further details, kind of. You okay. know, there's, there's other things uh, that he has to adhere to, apparently. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't uh, read or watched uh, his, what he put out about that, but yeah. I did, I did see I it like Dan. I like Dan. Fair, balanced. God, he's traveled the world. He was over in uh, Montreal, oh, shoot. He's followed Switzerland Bilderberg for with the last, like, 10 years Bilderbergs for the last 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. let's, yeah, so let's, anyways, go back, let's go back to you. Let's go back to you. Yeah, yeah. So, so What's the hot like topics out in Winnipeg? What's the hot topics out in Winnipeg? What are the hot well, button issues for your viewers? Um, well, I should. I want to just say this uh, as well too. Um, you know, as sort of like uh, in reference to still talking about you know how how well things are going with Winnipeg Alternative Media, and I do want to make sure to mention that we have weekly uh, like shows almost daily. Like we have a we have a show going live tonight with uh, uh, my buddy Justin, who does Right Side Vegan News. Uh, right Side Vegan News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. You know, yeah, a vegan, uh, plant-based, well, too, a, a vegan, but but a conservative as well too. Ready to go, uh, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Like most broadcasts, you can catch him wearing his "Make Canada Great Again" toque. So you know, right. uh, That's uh, that's a different flavor that we love to add into the mix, and that's one of the beauty things that we've been able to do over the past several months is offer people um, a uh, like a full weekly schedule of different shows to tune into. Good. Um, and, yeah, and so it's, it's it's a beautiful thing, and you know, the people doing great great work as well too. Um, so lots of different flavors you can go find now on Winnipeg Alternative Good. Media. I'm well, very, if very you continue to plug, if you continue to plug your show, I'll direct you to the sponsor part of uh, the Capital Voice, and uh, you can basically pay for some advertising. How's that, Todd? Oh, that's a pretty great idea. Okay. I'll so so let's let's get to the meat. Let's anyhow, get to the meat. Yeah, Hot I was, buttons. I was what's, mention, what's going one on? Thing that, one thing that I'd like people to go check out um, is the uh, the interview I just did with the Frontline Global Nurses. Okay. Uh, that was incredible. Um, uh, very, very lucky to have had them on. So incredible information there. These are like the team of whistleblowers, you know, going out there and saying, you, you know, and questioning the main the mainstream narrative. I will check that happening. out. I will check that yeah, out. So that was, do you that do was, boots on the ground? Do you do boots on the ground reporting too? Oh, absolutely. That was the next thing I was going to mention. I, I've currently been out of work for the last two weeks because um. And my job had to send me home for a 14-day quarantine oh, great. because I did what I've always done, and that was get on the stage uh, in Steinbach, Manitoba at a rally and speak to the crowd. And that got me in the mainstream media. 
which is something that I've done so, so many times over the last almost eight years. Well, at least you didn't get fired anyways. No, I didn't get fired. I'm expected to go back next week. But yeah, yeah. sent home for 14 days without pay. Yeah. Um, but I, we're always at those events uh, filming, and it just finally, you know, finally I had had enough. Um, so have I, I, Todd. To I'm going wanted, back. I, I'm going back yes, to... I wanted to get back to grabbing the microphone yeah. and being involved yeah. and not just sitting on the outside and following the freaking rules. I've followed the rules long enough. The lockdowns don't work. We've got yeah. we've got Stephen Malthouse. We've got the Barrington Declaration. We've got all these doctors exactly. coming out saying lockdowns I mean, I, don't work, and I've I've done I'm done I'm done. Yeah, like how how stupid did I feel for the last like few months with Manitoba in the code red? I follow the rules. I wear the mask. I'm social distance. I will continue doing that. But I you, hear the, like the doctor in Bakersfield said early on in the pandemic, you quarantine the sick. You don't quarantine the healthy. And that still resonates today and people still use it. Judy Miskovich uses it. The doctors in the U.S. use it. And the bottom line is this is a curtailment of your liberties and rights under the guise of a public health emergency that... Again, we're not going to go into the veracity of the of the emergency and the survival rate and all that. We're all sick of this is a COVID-free right. zone. But the bottom line is, I am done. I'm going boots on the ground. I'm going to interview people. I'm going to get points of view out there of yeah. people that are yeah. sick of the lockdowns. They're sick of their kids having anxiety and mental health issues. That's the yeah. big damage. That's the huge damage. Oh, and then you've got the doctors. The children that, of this world right now is exponential. And you've got doctors coming out and they know they're going to get, they know they're going to get their wings clipped, but they're saying, they're saying the lost man years of this pandemic in relation to what the lockdowns are doing. That's right. My neighbors, my landlord downstairs, he had a stroke two weeks ago. She had a stroke two or three months ago because they've been locked down. They had active lives they went out a couple of times a week and you tell me yeah. that people at 80 80 86 87 88 years old not getting out not being active didn't contribute to that stroke i say oh, bull caca absolutely and i said that did. to his son i what said that think, to his son stress and chaos and confusion in a person's life for that kind of extended period of yeah. time does like we, give me a break that's psychology 101 yeah uh, we you gotta to go wake to people up todd and that's hopefully yeah, what no, we're I doing i totally agree I totally agree. So I had finally had enough. I had done my best to play by the rules so that I didn't get in trouble with my job and so on and so forth. But here I am running a platform that's basically activist, boots on the ground, you know, uh, you know citizen journalism. I was sick and tired of going to these events and playing it, play, playing by the rules and filming right. from, you know, the back of the lot right. or whatever, right? right? Trying to pull somebody aside way over yonder for an interview. Right. I was always up there. I always had a megaphone. I always grabbed the microphone. I can hear I the passion. Into the crowd. Yeah, I always wanted to exert my passion and my you know, and if I was there, not just to film, but there because I agreed that I wanted to, I wanted that to be known. So I got back to what I was used to, and it felt well. Yeah, you know, awesome. you you live within the rules for a while. You saw the seriousness of the pandemic. We're not belittling the seriousness of this pandemic no, for the for the, for the, the long term care adults. homes. My mom's yeah, in a long term care home. Like like we're all living this, and we've all got our own issues. But you know, the people that have got five kids at home or four kids at home, and they're doing on screen. Like, guys, I, no wonder they're probably going crazy. The anxiety levels the are through the roof. Adults. No one's forced to be there. This yeah. is a group of consenting adults. They want to be there. Yeah. They want to sit back and listen to people talk about some of the chaos that's happening in their lives. Yeah. Some of the, most of the people are socially distant. You know, you Todd, let me just stop you there. Let me stop you there for one second. I want to mention to my listeners that are online right now, tomorrow night there is uh, a Bell Let's Talk Royal Ottawa coping with COVID, coping in COVID. And it's on oh, a yeah. live stream. It's on a live stream. The Royal Ottawa Hospital helped me out greatly last year when I was going through some challenges, Todd. And I want to, it's on my wall. Please scroll down and look at it. It's uh, the, uh, for, for Bell Let's Talk Day. But 7 o'clock tomorrow night, if you're having challenges with the COVID and stress and anxiety or depression or you're looking for resources, please, folks, these people are paid to help you and they do a darn good job. They helped me cool. last year with some cognitive behavioral therapy courses. And I got to tell you, it made me wake up and realize that I am in control of my own emotions and I will not live in fear. I 
will not let anxiety take my world over. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this show, Todd, because I'm back. I won't live in anxiety and I won't live in a dark apartment um, worrying about the world coming down and chicken little with the sky falling in. And this is why, you know, I, I can handle a little bit of the lockdowns. I agreed with them at the beginning and everything else, but I'm sorry. This, this is killing businesses. I've got business owner friends of mine that are just, they have oh, no, yeah. they have no, they have no toenails left. They're eating their toenails. It's that bad. Yep. Yep. And uh, right. yep. I just, I am in no way near what a business owner is going through right now. So you've got to be empathetic to these other people <laughs> and every one of these freaking public health government municipal bylaw well, so police I, 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 haven't I, I, I lost a, a paycheck. Yeah. They haven't yeah. had one paycheck stop. That's and right. we've got a fringe. We're dividing our society into the haves and the have nots. And if you're living and working in a government position or you're working for the man in, in the uh, in any um, social environment or any government paid environment, you haven't lost a check. Yeah, you've, your life's changed a bit. You got to do your groceries with the pile of people. You got to maybe pick up the kids a bit early and everything else. Think about the people that have their work's life on the line or the people that have already had to close their oh, restaurant, oh, then, their dry cleaning and then, business, and, and then their when you're, gym. When you're down and out and you try to do something, you know, your instinct or survivalism kicks in. You get kicked even harder because yeah. oh, you you're selfish. the ticket. So yeah. I wanted to come on tonight to go tell everybody that I know I just spoke about one of the events that I attended to recently, and it got me in trouble more so in my personal life, but of course, as expected. Um, and as it's going on right now, you also asked me about the big stuff happening here in Winnipeg and Manitoba. Yes, to talk about would be, of course, the public officials or the uh, the, the public health uh, bylaw officers coming around ticketing people just today. And you can go find this on uh, our Facebook feed as well, too. As I filmed it live, the officer was at my door. I got ticketed twice, twice, uh, each ticket to the tune of $1,296, twice, for attending the uh, event in Steinbeck on the 16th, and also for being at the War Memorial down by our legislative building here in Winnipeg with Warren Michaels, the, the, the man carrying the cross to Ottawa from B.C., so paying respect to veterans, um, uh, with a man now, you got these tickets afterwards? They came to your house afterwards? Uh, I got ticketed for an event back on January 9th, uh -huh. today. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So they came uh, to your house... That's right. 20, 15, 16 days later and gave you another ticket because obviously they went through their tape, their facial recognition, and said, oh, there's Todd. That, Let's that's go right. Get and Todd. when we were at that event, and you can go see my film of that event as well, too, the Warren Michael event, the uh, uh, March Across Canada... Um, is um, the officers stop right when we're there at the war memorial, and we were, do we were doing a prayer. We were at the war memorial. Um, Warren had his big, huge cross there. We were doing a God, prayer I like for that fallen man. soldiers. And during that moment, the public health officials, Manitoba Justice and such, pull up alongside of us and start photographing and filming. Nazis. Yes. Yes, they also Public then drove. They, they also just drove. They also drove down the lo the line of cars that were, were were parked on the other side of the street, which of course were the, mostly the vehicles uh, owned by the people attending that moment, um, and took photos of all their license plates. Unbelievable. And then even know well enough to go quickly pull over the individuals that they know don't live inside the These are the public city. health officials. This is not bylaw or police. These are public health folks in Manitoba. That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! Over, so he's they, so they they you've militarized. The pastor of a church. So you pulled over the pastor of a church. You're, you've and militarized. They over. You've militarized. Uh, Manitoba officially has militarized their public health people. Interesting. Oh, absolutely. They haven't they're, gone that far in Ontario. Bylaw and police still attend. Uh, public health people still really. They're they're not nearly as militaristic here in Ontario. The public health people uh, still know their job description, but uh, the bylaw people and police then assist. In uh, no, when, any complaints when Pallister, that are made. isn't that when interesting? When brought this wow. to Code Red back in November, That's he even scary. said that as well too. That he was giving them extra powers. Well, you know, this Arthur sure Pulaski in Calgary. Aggressive. Let's just focus exactly what you said in Calgary. You talk about church services. You talk about pastors. You talk about prayer being interrupted and people giving tickets. Sure. I've seen tons of it here. Did you see tons. Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson's uh, show yesterday with Arthur Pulaski or Art Lucer? No, but I've had Archer on my own show, and I've also had... That uh, man is amazing. That man is amazing. That, that man is incredible. And he one feeds of my good the homeless. Here in Manitoba, he's been feeding, him as well too. He's been feeding the homeless in Calgary 
out of That's his right. church for eight yes. months, and he's got over thirty thousand dollars in tickets. That's right. Yes. Are you he's freaking also, kidding he's me? Got like, he's got like the Canadian record as well, too. He's had well over thirty officers, including um, like basically um, like riot police. Um, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about like the, the kind of armaments that get brought for the most high caliber gang sort of like drug busts brought to his little church, brought to his door. He's had that more so, than once. So we've really got Calgary. Liberal Nenshi, Iveson, Liberal Edmonton, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Who's your Liberal out there? <laughs> well, funny enough, our Premier is, uh, yeah, Brian Pallister, Conservative. Yeah, no, but um, you're, who, you're Mayor, who, who you're, you're Liberal Mayor. Yeah, but really, he's not doing dick all with this. this is the so premier. it's Pallister, uh, eh? Okay, well, at least, you're hanging, at least you're hanging the hat on the right uh, person. Oh, yeah, no, this is all Pallister and his... <laughs> His current little lapdog in this whole situation, the COVID debacle, which is our health minister, uh, Brent Rusin. And Brent Rusin has also been an absolute, um, uh, what would be the best word, um, authoritarian. An absolute well, authoritarian. Let me take a break there. Let me take a break there for one second. Manitoba, public health officials have been militarized by Brian Pallister, folks. You heard it here from Todd, from Winnipeg Alternate Media. I have a friend in Flin Flon, Manitoba, who works in the mines. He says between working in the mines and going home, and then working in the mines and going home, his liberties and his ability to even go out to get the basic of groceries have been restricted. So Manitoba is in full lockdown. And tonight we heard it. It's so great to hear a perspective other than uh, the Ontario or Quebec spectrum perspective where I am. Again, right now, Todd, it's unlawful for me to leave my house in seven minutes. So from no, uh, I know. as you a truck driver, a as step, a truck driver, as a truck driver, I have to have a note from my employer. If right. I leave at four in the morning to pick up my truck at five in the morning, which I do for Montreal, uh, I have to have a note and I get stopped. And even that note might not be acceptable. I still might get a ticket. So when you think about George Orwell in 1984 and the dystopian uh, environment that he painted in that book, mm-hmm. we're, we're not far off. I had a very, very good friend of mine and fellow patriot, Jamie Nix, last night say, what country do I live in? Oh, what just, country just, just do I live this, in? imagine this, everybody. Just imagine being in the comfort of your own home and to some extent, following some of the rules, you know, as best as you can. But because of your beliefs and because you know that you were, you know, using your own two eyes and your own mind as a, as a you know, as an, as an adult to say, okay, you know, I disagree with a lot of things that are happening. I know that they're not going to slow down or stop anytime soon, so I certainly disagree with that. Well, reasonable people. We are reasonable people. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So you engage in a process that has to do with that by, by, by standing with like-minded individuals not, and not, not you know, being like a hundred people all tightly packed in a small little group and, and having a big huge party and showing off in front of everybody. No, 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 no. Um, an actual, like, you know, spaced out group of individuals that has a stage away afar, away, away from the crowd, you know, speaking to different people. Things of that nature. Another one, I guess, that of course I got ticketed for, which would be a very small group of individuals paying respects to fallen veterans with a man who was chosen to carry a cross from B.C. to Ottawa. You know, very, very small What's group. his name Incidents again? Incidents like that. So you're uh, Warren Michaels. It's yeah, called, he's, in, um, he's just outside Thunder Bay now. He should be in Ottawa in a while. My God. He, good. Has... he, took, a good, he, could, he took a good rest in Manitoba because he has family here. Yeah, good so good for really him. Everybody, yeah. keep an eye on Warren Michael. As a side note, uh, Todd has just brought it up. There is a man. Yeah, no, there is a man. Yeah, he who needs is, any kind of assistance he can. Yeah, he's doing he's a wonderful thing. He's crossing Canada with a cross on his shoulders for all the That's veterans right. and the treatment that veterans are not receiving from our federal government. And yeah. uh, Warren Michaels is his name, and he will be in Ottawa, and I will be so, interviewing him when he arrives. So just imagine, on just Hill. imagine having like you know been a part of nice, wonderful, just good things like that, uh, as as you're as you're barely able to do any other normal thing in your life, and then you're sitting at home one day like me today, and you got somebody banging on your door, and it's it's you know it's not the police, although you, often it is the police with fellow Manitobans that I've interviewed and that I'm even friends with. But, you know, here's these two guys, and they want to tell you that, of course, the province needs to see you in court 
to go talk about how much money you should pay for having accepted your own responsibility to be at those types of events. And you said to, it. To, your to own pray responsibility. At a with a group of consenting adults. They're not sick. We're not hugging each other. We're not. Uh, we're not doing like a. Uh, you know, uh, we're part of the same brotherhood. Spit handshake or no garbage like that. There's no sharing of anything dangerous here. We 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 hang people out people with common hour. values who respect yes, their freedoms. Yes, exactly. That's right. Yeah, uh, nothing's nothing risky or dangerous because of a possible virus or anything like that. Um, you know, if somebody, if any one part of that group was so deathly sick that they were coughing and sneezing all over the place and barely able to get out of bed, then of course they wouldn't have been They wouldn't there. have gone. They wouldn't have gone. Of course know. not. Of no. course not. It's Again, Todd, what's your last name? What's your last name? Uh, McDougal. We're talking with so, Todd McDougal from Winnipeg Alternative Media, folks. Todd has gratefully called in tonight to the Capital Voice and shared his uh, perspective, his experiences in two recent um, marches and protests for freedom. We've talked a little bit about Warren Michaels, who was traveling across this country with a cross on his shoulders. And Todd right. went out to one of the events that Warren was at and got a ticket. And Todd also got a ticket 12 days later with police and or public health officials banging at his door after reviewing on-site photos from their facial recognition programs to serve yes. him with a ticket. So Todd, what does the last month cost you in your free right of free speech? Okay, well, you, that's a very, very great question. Thanks, that's why I run a good too. show. <laughs> that, that's why I'm so glad I called in. <laughs> and it was really kind of cool the way it happened, too, because I don't see your, the notifications about you being live all too often, but I happened to catch good. it this evening, and then I quickly tuned in, and right when I tuned in, you were putting the number up on screen going, like, I need a caller, otherwise good for I'm just going to end early. Well, I was, I was, I was like, just going to end early, and, and you know, as I say, you made the show tonight. Because you know, I can only talk so long, and I can talk about the articles of the day. But continue. Well, the what, were you, what were you? What did it cost you? Um, okay. Uh, and anyways, I did want to say before I get to, I'll answer that question yeah, yeah. right away. Uh, but I do want to also say that I, and I, I did this interview as well too. You can go find this all over uh, Winnipeg Alternative Media, different platforms, mm -hmm. um, which is an interview with the driver, the Winnipeg driver who chose to take Warren Michael and his cross around Winnipeg and to the event at the War Memorial. Right first time in his entire journey across this country he gets pulled over for 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 you know for breaking public health uh, you know order but the driver never left the vehicle <laughs> so it was it was so Warren Michaels was kind of like getting ticketed but they, they didn't actually ticket him they pull over his the, the driver that took him to the war memorial and then away from the war memorial and while doing that, they actually ticketed only just the driver and got um, all mad at the driver and basically told him that he was part of the guilty party as well, too, which is unbelievable. And, of course, wow. has made a million stops along the way without any issue whatsoever. Listen, I had but, heard, here in, but here in Winnipeg... I heard stories from David Hain. I heard stories from a few people in Manitoba. And I said, ah, oh, well, they're going through the same thing we are. But you guys obviously are in serious Gestapo mode out there. Oh, boy, do I, oh, man, do I, I can't, like, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Todd McDougal, uh, Winnipeg here. Alternate Voice, joining us here on the Capital Voice. Todd, just to wrap up, because it's 8 o'clock and i got to go listen to Tucker Carlson, I always, sure, ask yeah. my, I always ask my guests in closing, give us a one-minute close or a 30-second close on where you think this is all going what do you think 2021, is it going to be a long lockdown year? And just close up with your thoughts, bring your crystal I ball out. Will. And, and I, uh, I tell want to us answer where it's your going. previous question as well, too, about how much the last month has cost me in free speech. And yeah, you didn't so answer it, that it, question. Good liberal. Good. I know, I, I make, you'd make a I good make politician. Sure you'd make a good politician. Yeah, no, I want to make, thank you. Sorry well, to no, insult that, you. That Sorry to insult you. That seems like an insult, actually. Yeah. No, I would not make it. Hopefully I do not make it. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyhow, um, we'll have yeah, to have your mug on a two shot the next time. I'll bring you on via Streamyard, and we'll show your wonderful. we'll show your lovely mug on. I think, but definitely come <laughs> back. Over to you for the close. I would love to, uh, guy. Absolutely. Anyhow, um, so uh, fiscally, because I guess I'm also missing out on a full paycheck right now because I couldn't go back to work. Okay, that's bad. Fourteen days. Now, did you? Did you? Why didn't so you? That's about, that's you didn't go to Justin. You didn't go to Justin. There. You didn't go to Justin for the free benefit because you were in quarantine. Uh, no. Why not? No. Why not? Uh, well, the, there is there is money that I can get from yeah. the government for for having yes, for having gone. Damn straight, yes, there yeah. is. 
Yes, there is. Yes. Uh, I could collect, actually, my full paycheck, actually. I believe it's about Fine. $900. Do it. Uh, there's a good chance that I will, actually. Good. Um, yeah, I don't go back to work until next Tuesday, so there's a good chance that I will. But let's just go add that into the mix, plus the two tickets I got today. Um, so that would be almost, let's see, we're talking about 1500 No, 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 we're talking about $2,500 in tickets, the loss wow. of a full paycheck. So getting close to about $4,000 in just not even one month of uh, attending uh, events that, all, that other media attends as well, too, uh, with consenting adults that are not involved than anything dangerous or risky whatsoever. Uh, so roughly $4,000 because of that. Um, what do I think is going to happen in 2021? I think we're going to see entirely more of this unless people just basically stand up and do what was just done recently in Italy. Or what was it? Like, here, here. Uh, several 30,000 restaurants several, opened up. Yeah, several hundred restaurant owners just said, you know, to help. 30,000 restaurant owners. That's right, 30, exactly. So basically cities reopened. Yep. Because, you know, and they couldn't why? do a thing. Because, yeah, because the police and the public health officials yep. and, and anything else they, and the government and the media said so or tried to stop them? No, not at all. No. See, the Italians because have been through this before. The Italians exactly. know how to deal yeah. with it. There's certain yeah, European got, countries that have been under the jackboot before, and they just exactly. are not, they're not putting up with it. Canadians are passive sheep. We are passive we sheep. We haven't done this in a while. We we won't, done we've never done it. Maybe not ever. We've no, never, never done it. No. No, we've never had to revolt altogether at the same time. We've done it as provinces and as areas going through their own little problems as a constituency or whatever, but we've never really done it as a country, as a people, nope. taking our whole history into, into consideration and saying, okay, we need to do this, otherwise yeah. we're done. Yeah, but we can't say yeah. people need to wake up. We can't incite anything because Stefan Gibault will uh, bring his hammer down on us, uh, Todd. You know, that's the upcoming thing. We've got legislation that's going to be tabled in the House of Commons in the coming weeks that is basically going to pit big tech and the government against even programs like this. So, you know, as far as where it's going is, will we, will their new AI tools and will their new voice recognition tools be filtering out broadcasts like this? So if you basically say the word revolt, you'll be cut off or your social credit score uh, will be lowered and or your job will be called and you'll be doxxed like you're already been doxxed a bit with your job and given two weeks off so it's it, it's it's that like they said before it's like a dog that has a chain removed from its leash and the pole yeah, uh, what everything. I see what I see for 2021 is that, that that exact kind of projection that you just sort of laid out right there yeah um, I, I see uh, everything that's still going to be rolled out with a continual battle of, of against covid which is mostly not against the actual virus or any virus itself. No. It's mostly against people that are just simply choosing their own destiny um, because of the last year not really working out in the way that anybody has told them that it might. Uh, so people that are just starting to kind of leave the uh, plantation and choose their own destiny mm -hmm. are going to be marked for all different kinds of this, that, and the other thing. Alongside with that, what's going to assist that goes along with all of the uh, political and sort of cultural uh, reformation that we now see happening because of the one very specific thing, which is January 6th at the Capitol building. So people, you know, you, if, you, if you try to do anything that sounds like you don't like what's going on in the world around you, mm -hmm. you're thrown into that crowd. You were there at the Capitol building. That's right. You're on that list of 300, like yep. you mentioned earlier before yep. I called. And and little. Uh, I, and, I, I made a joke on your comment section saying that in Canada, <laughs> there's probably just a list of 300 individuals, never mind groups, because I don't know how they could find. Well, you groups. know, and the interesting fact too is, Todd, when you really look at all those pictures and y'all look at all those faces and do your own research, which even Fox News didn't come out with, those people were all from the left. Those people were yes. all corralled into, broke the window. Those were not people from Trump's crew. But, but I they don't were anti-Fa and activists. Yes, a large part were. But I don't want to take it away no, you're right. from the other people that were there, there that, that were, were doing Trumpers. exactly what you would imagine are yeah, going, is going to happen when you feel like you're having your entire world taken away from you. Yeah. When that is the way you feel, it is understandable. It was a historic day. A, you, yes, no matter yes, who caused yes. it. But the guy with the two horns has been proven... To be linked with Michael Voss, oh, who is the husband guy, of Stephanie you know, Pelosi, who is Nancy right. Pelosi's well, was, yeah. daughter. Why do you think he was Come the first on. guy to walk into Why do you think that got the, scrubbed? The why do you think why I got thrown off Facebook? Why do you think hundreds got thrown off Facebook that shared those posts on January the 7th? Because yeah, we yeah, were going down the right rabbit hole and Facebook didn't like it. That's right. And the same with Parler as well, too. 
So part well, that's of a whole other issue. Book. That's big tech actually monopolizing their position and Amazon throwing them that's, off their web servers. That, that's them that's anti-competitive behavior. Altogether. That's anti-competitive that, behavior. That's fascism, actually. Yay. Oh, is it? Oh. I, I think so, but oh. the anti-fascists wouldn't know it because they seem to always support it. Well, we're going to close it up there. All I can say is we are in big trouble. And we've talked a little bit about the trouble that we're in tonight with Todd McDougall from Winnipeg Alternative Media, a fellow patriot, a fellow guy out there who's a citizen journalist, who's not afraid to go boots on the ground, and it's cost him $4,000 in the past month to basically exercise his freedom of speech at two or three events, help a veteran cross Canada with a cross, he got a ticket for that, and talking yep. about the militarization of the public health officials in Manitoba, which we haven't quite seen as much here in Ontario, but it seems that Brian Pallister is definitely not the conservative he touts himself as, and uh, in <laughs> Manitoba... A hammer is coming down, and the sickle is right behind it. I want to thank you again and want to invite you always to be a friend of the Capital Voice, Todd. And uh, I will have you on in a two-shot when uh, time permits and when we both have some other stuff to talk about. Again, as this rabbit hole opens up and as the lockdowns continue and as the limiting of our freedom of rights and speech and freedoms takes hold, we must be the media. I Thank you very much, Todd. Guy, I can't thank you enough. I, I wanted to give you a personal kudos as well, too, for putting the uh, information out as far and as wide as you possibly could have when you did that whole uh, thing about tracking the airplane of Trudeau. Thank and you. You got picked up from media all across for having done that and, and, and being really, you are a great uh, leader in citizen journalism as well, too. Well, and thanks, I wanted Todd. to actually, yeah, that's more specifically why I called in here. Never mind me and what I got going on. I specifically did, and I'm glad I get to say this before I go. I wanted to call in to, to make sure that I can give you a personal kudos for doing that. I saw how widely that got picked up and that was because of good solid hard work and good investigative It journalism. was and I you're really a, appreciate that. I really yeah, appreciate that. You're a that. hero in citizen journalism. Good well, job thanks. on doing that and it got noticed properly because you put the work Rebel. in and you were honest. And you it were wasn't me, it was job, Rebel. Buddy. McGregor wouldn't pick it up. Aiken wouldn't pick it up. Nobody pick it up. Mercedes Stevenson wouldn't pick it up. You don't know what I did in the weeds to try and get that out to the mainstream, which again proved my point that they are yep. bought and paid for. The only Absolutely. person that picked up the phone, the only person that did any critical thinking, the only person said, "Hey, he's got something here. Hey, this is just more than this is just more than a bunch of blips on a screen. This is actual flights going from auto." So to David right. Menzies, but thank you. I, I take. I I take the thanks on that as well and i hope to be doing more work with rebel news i'm really getting some good mentoring from david menzies and job, uh, you know man. if, if you job. want the real news pay eight bucks a month join up to rebel news folks eight bucks a month get the real news you know but uh, yeah. todd thanks again much appreciated and uh we must have you on again soon if there's any breaking news that you want to share with our group as well i know that you've got a much bigger reach than i do i'm just starting to grow but uh, I, I will be listening to your great show, and I know that you've got a lot of followers out there because you're a passionate guy. You've got interesting content, and who wants to watch Murdoch Mysteries 24 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, they, they're taking your money already anyway yeah, to, you know, to exactly. continue to fund the state-funded media. Uh, so the best you can do to divest until you stop paying your taxes is to at least put your attention someplace where... Again, where we're all locked up. Like be, yeah. There's still a good payoff for doing so. And again, uh, Todd, yeah, one of the reasons I started the show up again is I needed purpose. I was stuck down. I wanted, I'm a social animal. We're all social animals. I know no a doubt. lot of people are doing more citizen journalism. A lot of people are doing more podcasts because they're locked down. So what are you going to yeah. do when you're locked down? Are you going to sit and get depressed and let your anxiety and your fear and watch the news and let them pump up your depression and blood pressure? No, you turn the media off. You turn the TV off. You Ooh, grab a great book. Is, you go for a, a good, walk a and you do it. That's right. Look at the alcoholism. Look at the drug abuse. Look at everything that's going through the roof. That is not the way to handle it. That's not the way to handle it. Or go check out somebody who I think I'm having on my show tomorrow night, Kevin J. Johnston, who's out there living his A final plug. Now I'm sending you a bill. Now I'm sending you a bill for 25 bucks. You use this whole show as a platform for Winnipeg Alternative Media. But let's just throw it out there for the next mayor of Calgary, 
Kevin J. Johnson will be on Winnipeg Free Alternative Media tomorrow no, night. What time? What time set Eastern? What time that's for? That's not a guarantee. That's not a guarantee. He's coming on tomorrow night. All right. I, 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 I was talking to him last night, and I'm hoping that it there, is. There. No, I was gonna. I, wasn't, I, I was actually just gonna say because I love watching him go around and do his usual. He is the Energizer Bunny of activism. Exactly, and I talk about this a lot on my own stuff as well too, which is I love when I go out there and I see the you know the kids. Oh, I'd love to see you and Kevin J. I'll be uh, if it's I, if I it's. Want the community clubs to be open. I want people on skating rinks, you know, get out there. Well, you know, you know what the new thing is? Normal. I know we're supposed to be closing off here, but you know what the new thing here in Ontario is, eh? Because there's five or six movies shooting in Toronto, somebody got oh, yeah. the brilliant idea. Somebody got the brilliant idea of putting a camera and a tripod in a hair salon and That's opening right. up the I hair salon. Yeah, and the guy did it for the gym. Yeah, he did. And the guy did the same thing in Hamilton for a gym. <laughs> So the bylaw yeah, yeah. people come walking in and they say, well, can you, do you want to make an appointment? We're closed. Well, you've got people in here. No, no, this is a video production. We've got, uh, we're shooting video here. Would you like to make an appointment or we're, we're actually not open to the public? And sure enough, you know, the bylaw people are, their jaws hit there. Well, what are we going to do now? Oh, geez, there's five movies shooting in Toronto. They've kind of got a point there. So we've got a couple of business owners that are using uh, the Ontario Reopening Act. Don't you love that? They actually call an act to limit your freedoms the Reopening Act. <laughs> How progressive is that, right? Oh, I know. They did it in Manitoba Fuck. as well, too. They called it a cautious reopening. <laughs> and it's like, if you have to triage people to go get oh a freaking haircut, who cares about your, your, your loser, your loser yeah. little, like, uh, cutesy statements? That uh, you, apparently, you know, you, Todd... You, you, you do it a pat everybody on the head. Like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah. going to be a cautious reopening. We, yeah. we're, we're, taking, we're taking good care of you. It's yeah. okay. Apparently, it's okay. Todd, we all need to be reprogrammed. Depro yeah, sorry, deprogrammed from our Trump derangement syndrome. And we need to be reprogrammed and yep, we need we to go to education camps. So, That's uh, right. Or it might be called a COVID camp, but it's all the same yeah, people. Yeah. Stay tuned for the evolving COVID debacle, as Todd calls it, on the Capital Voice. Now coming up on 18 minutes after the hour, you've really brought us over. And that's a good thing, Todd. want to thank you very, very much and to all the listeners who have participated tonight. Again, Todd picked up the phone and engaged at 613-791-3989. It's only a talk show if you talk, folks. And I can do a lot of talking, but I sure enjoyed tonight. Todd, thank you very, very much. And I will be catching you tomorrow night with Kevin J. Johnson, the next mayor of Calgary. Um, and do invite everybody to watch uh, Todd's show. He's got a bigger reach than I do, and uh, want to. Uh, hey, want you can to... catch us live tonight. I'll be, I'll right. be live with a fellow broadcaster in just under an hour, uh, Justin Reinecke of uh, Right Side Vegan News, who's going to be talking about a lot of stuff. And I'll be going over the whole issue about me getting ticketed times two today. And that's on Facebook, Winnipeg. When, what is it? What, what platforms? Um, well, you can go find us, winnipegalternativemedia.ca uh, would be a, one of the best places to go check out because okay. you can branch off to all the different social Excellent. media Excellent. So you're using that strategy. You're using your main website as, the, right. as, the, as the ocean and then the tributaries, right. the tributaries are the platforms as opposed to doing it the other way around and then getting shut exactly. out and then you're screwed. Yeah. Good for you, Todd. Yeah. Smart guy. Yeah, Smart yeah, we're guy. We're trying to build our own, our own home ground. We understand that fighting the censorship is, is, is just as important as getting information out there in any basic way, shape, or form right now. Uh, so, of course, we fight the censorship by building our own home base, our own home ground. That is Winnipeg, alternativemedia.ca. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the number, all, 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 the, all the big Winnipeg boys. Alternative um, Media. Well, that's a good segue, Tom. And, you want to go find us on some of the smaller platforms as well, too, the ones that will still exist when the other ones are, 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 are dead, which they almost are, yeah. like BitChute, Odyssey, Discord, yeah. and a few others as well, too. So we're up there as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you us. watch your listenership grow, as you said, in the past five or six months we're coming up to 58 minutes on on blasttheradio.com for a one-hour show on blasttheradio.com and the capital voice i'm guy Annabel and just wanted to thank again all the listeners and todd mcdougall from winnipeg alternative media for joining us tonight again folks uh you know turn off the msn turn on social media and wake up i'm guy Annabel from the capital voice wishing everybody a good night thanks todd you're very welcome. Take care, guy. Bye. Thanks for having me on. And on that note, folks, as I say, uh, my phone is dead. So I can't take any more calls on that. That's great as well. I can't do the, clo the closing music. So I'll just sign off and say, have a safe day. Tomorrow's Bell Let's Talk Day. 
Uh, Clara Hughes sent me a kind tweet. She's a wonderful soul. I love Clara Hughes. And uh, again, um, we've got a lot of people, but let's not just make it one day. Why does Bell Let's Talk Day only have to have one day? We need to talk about it every day. And mental health is so important. Myself also knowing that and being in the depths of depression last year with anxiety through the roof, the great people at the Ottawa, Royal Ottawa Hospital helped me out. And tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, please join the Royal Ottawa Hospital on a program specifically on coping with COVID, the anxiety and depression. It's on their website, roh.ca, Royal Ottawa Hospital. Just do a search and it's on my wall as well. You can join and show your interest that you're going. It's a webcast. It's virtual. And if one thing this COVID has shown us is that we can all get together virtually and we can all share ideas and debates, different and similar ideas. And I'm so glad to see organizations like the Royal Ottawa Hospital doing this on Bell Let's Talk Day. But let's not just do it one day a year. That's my final message tonight, folks. Have a great night and be safe till tomorrow. The Capital Voice thanks you.